Hallelujah. Let's just lift him up one more time with hands uplifted. Lord, we praise you this morning. Lord, we lift you up today. For you are the God of our salvation. You are the God of our salvation. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God. God, God is here today to do something so special for us in this place. How many can feel the closeness of God's presence? Praise the name of the Lord. We are so happy that you are here. Let's give all of our guests a great big hand. We are so thrilled that you are here today. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Uh, For those of you who who aren't aware, uh, we have been able, by the grace of God, to expand the land, and we now own the four and a half acres that are adjacent to our current property. We thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we look forward to what God is going to do at First Apostolic Church Cincinnati. And if you are here, you are here on purpose. The Lord has brought you here, and he is going to minister to you in a very special way. Amen. And I want to, uh, I want at this time to bring to the pulpit a very special guest who is no stranger to most, but some of you may not have heard him yet. He's a wonderful man of God. He's very dear to my heart because he's my uncle. Amen. He married my uh, father's sister, and he pastored. He has pastored in, in several different places throughout the nation and has been an impact in the kingdom of God through many years, many decades of serving the Lord. And he is with us today, and we are excited that he is here. I want to bring to the pulpit my uncle, a great man of God, Brother Carl McKellar. Let's give Brother McKellar a great big hand. And hallelujah. This is hallelujah morning. Amen. And this is a, you know, I I watch different ones worshiping the Lord. And Brother Enos was telling me, well, that one is, uh, has been delivered. And this one has been delivered. And that one, you know, I don't know why all of us aren't shouting. We've been delivered from... With God, cancer is nothing. With God, I think Brother Jerry, is that correct, was running around here with uh, one of his children in his hands. And uh, I got to thinking, you know, I should be running because the Lord delivered me from something that's bigger than anything, and that's sin. He's given me a chance. He's given you a chance. I know there's not room here to shout, everybody to, but you can at least do that, you know. Right where you are. Amen, amen. It's great to be in Cincinnati at the great church of Brother Urshan, Sister Urshan. We're glad to be with them. And uh, I remember believe it, when he said decades, I wondered, my Lord, what is he trying to do to me? But I do remember when this little guy came into this world and we were all thrilled at having another nephew and uh, to see all those years go by and what the Lord is doing in the lives of so many, it really, really is something to praise God for. 
Amen. Yeah. Good to be with Brother and Sister Butler. They have been uh, they have been friends for years. And pray for Louisiana. Will you do that? Because uh, her hometown, Baton Rouge, and uh, of course uh, Lafayette, all those people, they're dragging them out of cars down there. And uh, here we are. We got a few clouds over us, but don't be dismayed. There's some hills. It can drain your water off. We're all mud holes down there. But we're glad to be here this morning. We believe that the Lord is going to do some great things in our midst. Amen. Would you give him praise one more time here today? Praise God. Give him praise one more time. Hallelujah. Now, I know that Sunday morning is different than any other time. To be honest with you, I preach better at night than I do day because I'm limited. You know, you have a clock that you've got to watch on Sundays, and that's good. I mean, every preacher needs a clock. I've met some that needed two of them. So that's nothing wrong with it, but... We are going to believe God has something for somebody here today in a very special way. I say in a very special way. You won't have any doubt when you leave here that you were in the presence of the Lord and that you were here for a purpose. Amen. Amen. I want to read to you as we open the word of the Lord today. And uh, then you can be seated. And after you're seated, I have the floor. I can do anything I want to do after I get you down and, you know, comfortable. I want you to be comfortable today. Okay? How many feel comfortable? Amen. I always say, this is my slogan. Nobody gave it to me. I always told our church people, Make everybody comfortable where the Holy Ghost can make them uncomfortable. That's, that's the way I believe it. Amen. I don't want you to be uncomfortable because of me. I want you to be uncomfortable if the Lord starts moving on your heart and on your life. Because he is the reason we're here today. All of you that are here, he's the reason. He's the reason. Listen to 2 Timothy chapter 3, and while you're turning there, you may check uh, the ones that are in charge of products. We have six products that uh, we bring with us, and they're all the same. I mean, it's just one product, but six left. And that is of my sister-in-law, Ruby McKellar, singing and she has one of the most lovely, wonderful, recognized voices of Pentecost. If you have ever heard of Hugh Rose, you've heard of different ones. Sister Jean Urshan, of course, is known everywhere. But Ruby McKellar is one of the greatest voices that you'll ever hear. And she is in uh, incapacitated and has been for several weeks and months, but uh, we're doing her a favor. She had boxes and boxes of these CDs, and I said, there's no reason for them to stay around the house. I'll just load them in the car, and when people want them, they can have them. We're not going to push them, but I want you to buy one today, okay? <laughs> Amen. But uh, it will bless you, and you will be touched while you hear these songs. One of them especially is uh, the Holy Hills, and that's the name of the song, and it has a message for you and for anyone that would listen to it. So we thank the Lord, and thank you, Brother Urshan, for letting me come and be with you today. You're, you're risking your whole ministry by letting me come, but I thank you for that. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I see a lot of faces that I recognize, but the good news is I see a lot that I don't. 
and it's an awesome thing to see the church springing forth in this last day. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I want to read these scriptures and I want you to listen to them carefully because they relate to us today. They relate to us this morning. They relate to our generation. I want you to listen carefully. The second book of Timothy, chapter 3. Know, this know also, that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Listen to that. Despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, and having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Verse number 10, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, Iconium, Lystria, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. Now, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And this is the last verse that we're going to read right now anyway. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. Now, believe me, he ran out of parchment or he would have continued. And worse, and worse, and worse. He just ran out of parchment. Because it's exactly what's happening. Deceiving and being deceived. Go back to that first verse. It says perilous times. I want to preach to you. Brace yourself for the end time. Brace yourself for the end time. Here's the deal. The Lord may come today, and he may not come today. If he comes today, we'll miss lunch. But we'll get to sit down with him at the marriage supper of the Lamb. But if he puts it off, I believe he has put it off because of why? Peter said, long-suffering to usward. That's the reason we're here today, is that his long-suffering continues. And every morning we get up, there's mercy at your house. There's mercy in your life. Praise God. Would you praise him before you're sitting down here this morning? Give him praise. In the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. You may be seated. Be careful as you go down, please. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. Would you put that up for us, please? Acts chapter 2 and verse 40. 40. It's after the Holy Ghost had fallen upon those in the upper room and had gone into the streets and Peter preached 
a magnificent five-minute message. What a preacher. I, I often hear, man, he's a good preacher. He didn't preach long. I don't know what separates you, but it didn't take him long for the anointing that was on him to get out into the street on those that heard the word. And while he was preaching, they interrupted him. Wouldn't that be good? I've heard some preachers, and I've been one of them. I wish somebody would interrupt me. If we could have some Holy Ghost interruptions, where that while the Word is being preached, you read that in the 10th chapter, while he's preaching the Word, the Holy Ghost fell. That only happened to me one time in Beaumont, Texas, as a young evangelist. And I didn't know what hardly to do with it. You're interrupting my message. I've studied this message. I really want people to get this message. And you're interrupting it by getting the Holy Ghost. My goodness, why don't we have some divine anointed interruptions today. We need to see the Holy Ghost move upon the audience while the preacher is preaching the Word. And he had preached five minutes. Read it. It doesn't hardly take you that long to read the words that he said. Thank you very much. Always be nice to folks, okay? When they do something for you, say thank you. And while he was preaching, someone spoke up and said, Hey! No, he didn't say hey. He said, What shall we do? Oh, questions are being asked in this generation. Believe me. It's going to get to the point that the only answer they're going to realize is going to help them is coming from God. I'm going to prove that today because I don't believe there's any problem in the United States of America that God couldn't intervene and straighten out. We're in trouble, folks. We're in trouble. When you hear a Pentecostal preacher get up and say, I'm thinking about running for president. You know we're in trouble. <laughs> but I do believe, now I'm not bragging, but I do believe that I could do better than a lot of those that are in charge. I really do. My house is clean. I don't owe any money. Everything's paid for. It's choice. You want to take your Discover and MasterCard and everything that you have that's drowned in you and flush it down the toilet, I'm going to tell you, you can come up with victory. Because I've been both places. And I know what makes you feel good. But while he is preaching the word, they ask, what must we do? And in the 40th verse, it says, and with many other words, did he testify and exhort saying, save yourself from this untoward generation. So pardon me as I tell you, it was just a pause in his message. <laughs> you think I'm going to stop here in a moment? It's just a pause. <laughs> because it says he began to testify and exhort unto them many other things. 
He kept going after they asked the question and he told them to repent and be baptized and receive the Holy Ghost. He said with many other words did he testify and exhort and save yourselves from this untoward generation. I want to tell you that there is no one in the world that can save you but yourself. Yourself. And sometimes we have to save ourselves from ourselves. That's a message in itself. Save yourself from yourself. Because yourself is your enemy. Yourself is the one that will drag you out of here and take you farther away from God. Yourself is going to stop your ears up and, and keep you from hearing and doing the things that you need to do. Yourself will. You know, we are blamers. We are blamers. And we need to stop blaming and carry our own cross. We need to stop blaming even the devil because the devil is not more powerful than you are. Quit blaming the devil and resist him. The power of God that's in this place this morning, the devil has no way of fighting against it. He has no way. Yeah, he'll try to interrupt, but I want to tell you that the darts, the darts from the Holy Ghost is more powerful from, from the darts of evil. There is a God in heaven that's given us power over this world. He's given us power over sin. He's given us power over our enemy. Amen. So why in the world do we stay bound? Do you remember that little leper guy? I know maybe that's the wrong words to say. Guy and little. But you remember that one the Lord passed by and he was a leper, the Bible says. And he didn't start screaming, Oh, God, I want you to cure my leprosy. Heal my leprosy. My skin's ugly. It's, it's scratchy and itchy, and it's always bothering me. It takes away my good looks. You know what he did? He simply began to worship the Lord. I wonder, this is for you, friend. If you have a need today, why don't you start worshiping the Lord? And I guarantee you that before you leave his presence, you will be white as snow. You will be healed. You will be turned around. You will be a new man. Praise God. And the Bible says the Lord healed him of his leprosy. He never told him he wanted to be healed. He just began to worship him. Is that a message or not? That's a message, folks. We get to the presence of God and all we want to do is bless Aunt Leviner and Uncle Joe and we get all of these names that we throw out before the Lord when we need to just come into his presence and start worshiping him and start praising him and adoring him. And I tell you, God will intervene. God will do his work. God. God will. We live in a different day than we ever lived in before. We really do. It bothers me simply because I know that when we follow the commandments of God, He will bless your life. He will bless your neighborhood. He will bless your city. He will bless your state. He will bless your county. He will bless the United States of America. He will bless the world. But here we are in the midst of what Paul said to Timothy 
are perilous times. Perilous times. I woke up this morning to riots. You know, and I know that there is a lot of disadvantages. I know that. And I'm not here to preach those disadvantages. I'm telling you, I've got the message of advantage. If we would turn a lot over to the Lord instead of holding on to it, we would see him intervene in a way that would be miraculous. I want to just say right now, in the condition of this world as far as sin, look at what I read to you a few moments ago. All of these negatives that are going to be in the last days, disobedient to parent, blasphemers, truce makers, or breakers, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, all of these are negative. And so we are watching the climatic time that is before us as believers. And Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah and the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, I don't know how those days were, but in the sense that I was not there, but I can realize the days that were there because of the days that I am a part of. And he's saying that this is the time that the Lord is going to come. Now, I know that we love to be free of problems and free of persecutions. The Bible even tells us, I, I want to know how many want to reign with him. How many want to reign with him? Come on, come on, get a little noisy. You want to reign with him? How many want to reign with him? Oh, I want to reign with him. I, I, I want to reign with him. I want to reign with him. Hallelujah. I want to reign with him. Yes. I want to reign with him. And in case you missed it, I want to reign with him. But if you want to reign with him, you're going to have to suffer with him. Y'all are getting quieter. You got to suffer with him. You got to suffer with him. I say you got to suffer with him. So you Pentecostals, and you apostolic believers don't think for one moment that you're going to get by with Sunday morning services and Sunday night services and Wednesday night services and the devil is not going to come to you like a plowing force. Don't you think it for a moment. You that are here this morning, that your soul is guarded by the Holy Ghost, you better not let that guard down because there is a power and a spirit that you can't handle without the Holy Ghost. You hear of these marriages for 75 years. They had to be baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. They had to. They just didn't put that in the article. I remember Paul Harvey. I just dated myself. Paul Harvey was a voice. And some of the things that he wrote was outstanding, powerful. Some of, his, uh, some of his remarks were legendary. And he wrote a big article about the United States as long as they followed God, that he would be with them and he would go before them and he would fight their battles. I remember that. It's not verbatim, but I'm just saying it was paraphrased 
to turn to God and keep turning to God. This is when he's 90 years of age. Now, it's hard for a 90-year-old to tell a 16-year-old. It was hard for my dad, that old man at 40. to tell me what to do and not to do. I'm telling you, there was sometimes I bowed up. Sorry to tell you that. I have such a good spirit. <laughs> but when he came after me, I bowed up. I let him have a piece of my mind a hundred yards away. Troubles on every side of us. You remember that when trouble comes, you as a person, you as an individual will never be able to work it out. It may be put under for a while, but it's still alive. It's still alive. Unless the blood of Jesus Christ touches it, it's going to resurface again. It's going to resurface again. It's going to resurface again. We need the blood of Jesus Christ to come upon all of us today because we have access. We have access. I know that America is the land I love. I thank God for America in this regard, that it gives us the right to do what we're doing this morning. Don't ever forget that. I'm not in love with America because of the Olympics. I'm in love with America for what... It represents the place of liberty, the place of freedom. But did you know, and I think you all do know, that this good country is being attacked by spirits out of hell. And they used to be under the surface and now they're coming up to the top and they're out in the open. I want to tell you without any disregard that we're all created equal. There, listen to me. I'm an English teacher, a history teacher, a civic teacher. I am every teacher that you can think of. But I, 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 actually, I actually value the English language better than all of them because I can relate. And I want to just tell you, there ain't. Ooh, I felt good saying that. There ain't no difference with God to anybody that's in this building. Let me, let me just tell you something. Rich and poor, the beautiful, won't mention the others, There is no difference with God. He doesn't look at your bank account. He doesn't even look at your personality. He doesn't look at the color of your eyes. He doesn't look whether you have hair or not have hair. Or if you just have a little bit that sprigs up. I thank you, Lord, for sprigs. It doesn't matter. God loves 
every one of us equally. Now this needs to be preached. This needs to be preached. It doesn't need to be preached just in this pulpit. It needs to be preached all over this city. It needs to be preached in our streets. It needs to be, it needs to be preached in Washington, D.C. Now, you're going you're gonna to say, hey, I don't know about that. I've been around a long time. I've been sitting in this seat a long time. Nobody dares to sit in this seat because I've been sitting in it a long time. And if anybody sits in it, they're just going to get my tap on the shoulder and say, move out of the way, this is my seat. I don't feel that here. But what I'm trying to put into you this morning is that all of us as Christians... And I pray that I'm preaching to some that's going to be Christians. And some that may not know the Lord in the power of the Holy Ghost. I just want to tell you there is nothing in this world that God loves more than His creation. You're His creation. I'm His creation. And when I was birthed, I didn't have a penny. And when I leave this world, I'm not going to have a penny because I'm going to be sure of it. I don't want my children fighting after I'm gone. But I'm just telling all of you this morning to brace yourself because it's not over yet. The devil is not in the lake of fire yet. The spirits that are turned loose upon this world are not captivated yet. They're going to come at you like guided missiles. They're going to come at you in every force that they can. Hatred and malice and sin and everything that you can mention. And the, the greatest enemy, as I said a few moments ago, is not the one sitting by you or the one that's on the other side of the church. But it's you, my friend. It's me, my friend. I've got to put myself in order. Let me just show y'all something. I don't know if you have ever seen this before. I don't know who who you've had preach for you or come by, but I guarantee they've never done this. You might want to lay that down. Yeah, come on. We're made in the image. Man. <laughs> of God. I said we're made. We're all. Sir, ma'am. I said we're all. Made. In the image of God. Come on now. The Holy Ghost could fall right now. The power of God could sweep over this place right now. Because we're all God's children. We're made in the image of God. I came in here this morning and looked around and I never saw so many people in all my life that looked like me. <laughs> smile. You smile? Yeah.
I know his teeth's a little whiter than mine, but I've been around for decades. <laughs> We're all twins, Amen. triplets. Quadruplets. Matter of fact, hold your seatbelt tight. We've all got the same blood in us. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Your blood's my blood. Now watch this. Now this isn't in my notes, but buddy, it's what should be said right now. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Are you watching? Okay, you're watching. How many ears does, does he have? How many ears does he have? How many do I have? We're just alike. Amen. <laughs> How many nose hoes? Hold your nose. <laughs> if, we, if we were different, there'd be three over here or three over there and two over here. We both have two nose holes. Amen. How many mouths do we have? We, we do believe there's some that have several. <laughs> but really, legitimately, we have one mouth. How many hands? How many feet? I could go on and on. Thank you, my brother. I just want to show you that we're all a part of one another. Now, let's get down to business. If we are in the human, if we have been baptized into the same body, We've taken on the same name, been filled with the same spirit, then we're closer than the flesh. You can talk about nose holes and ears and mouths and legs and feet and all you want, but I'm going to tell you something that's put together that can't be pulled apart. And that is, upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. If you're on the rock this morning, you ought to be one of the happiest people in all the world that you have a power that's been released in your life that the Holy Ghost can carry you from victory to victory. Glory to God. But, give me, oh, my watch stopped. <laughs> there it is. Now, I was very, very straightforward. Very, very straightforward. We had wonderful host and hostess that greeted me and made me feel so very welcome. They even texted me before I got here and said they had a parking place for me. And uh, I took that literally. I found the one with the guest and pulled right in, dared anybody to honk their horn. <laughs> but I asked him, I said, Brother Harley, do you always get out at 12? <laughs> now I'm not. I'm not pointing my finger at anybody, okay? 
But when he said, when pastor preaches, it may go past. <laughs> it relieved me. Because I'm fixing to go past. <laughs> we see, without any doubt, that the fight is on. Not for the fight with individuals. No, no. Flesh and blood. This is not the kind of battle I'm talking about. I'm talking about the spiritual warfare. And friend of mine, when you receive the Holy Ghost, you can just mark it down. It's just the beginning of your journey. And along the way, you're going to have to brace yourself against the winds of false doctrine. You're going to have to brace yourself against the society that you live in. You're going to have to brace yourself against culture. You're going to have to brace yourself against all the enemies of your soul. Now, I have a culture. I'm not talking about a culture that we have, that we reverence. I have a culture. My feet's been in mud all my life, you know. I never wore shoes through the summer. That was my culture. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying cultures that will change your identity with God. Amen. You know, Irish, you know, all of us come from different backgrounds. I come from an Irish background. Pray for me. We, we, we. We sometimes lose our patience, especially when you, well, I won't go into it, but thank the Lord I'm through those decades and I have four children that I put into this society and I tried to teach them right, teach them what was right and what was wrong. But I want to tell you, after I get through teaching them and after I get through sorting out things that they need to be aware of, you know, really the fact is they've got to find it on their own. Right? Quit blaming your parents. Quit blaming your, your neighbor. Quit blaming everybody else but the one that you need to blame. You need to look in the mirror this morning and say, God, I'm the one and I need your help today more than I've needed it all my life. Praise God. Daniel, Daniel left Israel in bondage to Babylon. He got to Babylon and there was another culture. And he did not decimate his consecration with God. But God proved it. That he would be with him. And would be his authority. The Bible says he that is in you. Is greater than he that is in the world. Whether it be Babylon. Whether it be the United States of America. Whether it be Iran. Whether it be Iraq. It doesn't matter where you live. I believe you can live for God. If you'll put your mind to it. And believe God is able to go before you. And behind you. And on either side of you. Praise God. I don't believe we should stop thanking God for this wonderful, wonderful liberty and freedom that we have. And when the Lord brought them into the land of Canaan, He didn't bring them into the land of Canaan with no problems. He didn't 
bring them into the land of Canaan without opposition. When you come into the church, you're not coming into the church and leaving the world behind. You're in the world, but you're not of the world. And you've got to understand that you're going to get in predicaments. I know that's a big word. Predicaments. Look it up. It's in there. And challenged with things that you don't want to be challenged by. But remember, with all the Hittites and Hivites and Jebusites and all the Canaanites and all the ites and tites that weren't even mentioned, they ran out of parchment, I'm telling you. He promised them it would be a land that flows with milk and honey. So with all the opposition, they had plenty of cows and plenty of bees. God was sure that they would have honey to drink and milk to drink. I want you to know he will supply all of your needs according to his riches in glory. Amen. Now, here's the problem. We become unthankful. I'm talking to myself now. We become unthankful for running water out of your faucet. When's the last time you turned that water on and say, thank you, Jesus? Or did you say, oh, it's never hot enough? It's never cold enough. You know, I'm telling you, that's an attitude, folks, that we need to rebaptize in Jesus' name. We may need some baptisms here this morning. But they went into a land, listen to me, I'm almost finished. Okay, I'll preach some more. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, they came into a land that had wells already digged. They didn't have to get their shovel out. And they came in and looked and there's a house that they didn't build. And here's the big one, y'all. You've heard of some, but this is the big one. They walked in wearing the same shoes from Nunbush they left Egypt with. Why in the world would you worry about anything if you've been wearing the same shirt for 40 years? You know, we get worried, we get concerned, we, we get all nervous and, oh, I just don't know, my goodness, this thing doesn't button right. We get cockeyed over the smallest of things. That cockeyed is in there too. If you ever underestimate, I'm, I'm in the vocabulary. I may not have gone to Harvard, Like some. Have you ever noticed all those from Harvard are running things? Or Yale? Or Dartmouth? Some of them need to be coming from, oh, let's see. What's a good grammar school around here? You see. You know, we have watched 
All of the things that are happening in this world not getting better. Ever learning. But never coming to the truth. Y'all, I don't want to get into this mess this morning. But uh, I just want to tell you, it was hot when I was growing up. Okay. It got a hundred back in 1939. Uh-oh. Now, I would love to have air conditioning around the world, but that ain't going to happen, folks. In the summertime, it gets hot. And in the wintertime, it gets cold. And every once in a while, it'll get chilly in the summer and it will get warm in the winter. It just is the cycle of things. Who in the world? There's no metro guy in charge, a meteorologist. Is that how you say it? They're not in charge. They missed it all their life, and I've hit it every time I've gotten up to preach the Word of God because it's the Word of God. They are not really... Today, they said it's going to be an 80% chance of rain. I would say 100. (laughs) This is so much fun. I hate to stop. But I got to. Now, listen, I just want to tell you, in the message that I'm preaching to you, brace yourself for the end time. Even if you're in the church... You better raise your hands and thank God that you're in the church where that you can fight the issues of the day, that you can know that God is with you in the lion's den. He's with you in the fiery furnace. I'm not worried about the lion's den, folks. I'm worried about the den of lions. I'll go into any lion's den that doesn't have lions in it. I'm not afraid of the den. I'm afraid of those creatures that are in there. And I want to tell you that in this world, we have our troubles, we have our anxiety, even in our families. I want to tell you I've had some anxiety in my lifetime I have lost loved ones. I have gone through the mill, so to speak, just like all of you have. But I tell you, my faith is not decreased. My faith is increased because I now have a bigger hope than I've ever had before in Christ Jesus. I see him lead me out of the dungeon of temptation. I brought him into my life because I know I need him. And there's no one that can take his place. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, let your breath go over this audience right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Bartimaeus cried out because he wanted Jesus to help him. And even in their mistake, we learn a lesson. Be quiet. Don't go too far. The masters got to be at another appointment in Jerusalem. And he cried out the more. How many believe the Lord can take care of more than one appointment at a time? Folks, he walked on the earth that he created. The Bible calls him the second Adam. He was the Adam that 
was victorious over sin. And he has given us here today an opportunity to cry out to him unashamedly. And friend, you won't have anybody near you say, shh, shh, be quiet. I just wish during my message, and maybe some of you do too, that someone would have cried out a long time ago. But I want to tell you, it's not too late to have your sins remitted. It's not too late for Jesus to have an answer in your life that only he can give. With every head bowed and every eye closed here this morning, I wonder if there's a Bartimaeus that would rise to your feet right now in the house of the Lord and come toward this altar. You say, preacher, why are you having us do that? Because I believe that's when you say to yourself, I'm going to give everything over to God. I'm going to let God have my life from this time on. And the old man will pass away and behold, the new man will come into life. I wonder this morning as the congregation stands, the Holy Ghost is overshadowing this place this morning. And as it overshadowed Mary, it produced. I believe the Holy Ghost is overshadowing this place. And it's going to produce somebody giving their life to the Lord. And saying, God, I can't live alone anymore. I can't do it on my own anymore. I've got to turn to you for help. And that's when the Lord takes over. I want to sing a little song for you right now. And it's a song that was written during World War II. And it's a song you're going to recognize. In times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure, your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. This is the reason this rock is Jesus. He's the one. Just step out. This rock is Jesus. The only one. Be Lord, be very sure. Come on, everybody. Your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. I believe there are ten people out there right now. Ten. Are there ten righteous? That was what was asked about Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah. I believe there are ten individuals out there today that want to show to the Lord that he is their answer. I believe that with all my heart. And some of you are going to start moving out right. There's something pushing on you right now. The Holy Ghost is pushing on you right now. Walk out from where you are. Let the Holy Ghost do the work in your life. Praise God. Cry out. Cry out. This rock is Jesus. Oh, he's the one. Come on. 
Come on, come on, come on. One of you ten right now, come on. Come on, come on, come on. He's your answer. He's the one that's got your problem solved already. Praise God. Bless you. Bless you, my friend. Be very sure if you've got a problem you haven't been able to take care of, why don't you step out and come down here right now? God is waiting on you to make the move. He's waiting on you to call upon Him. God bless you. We appreciate you so much. We love every one of you in Jesus' name. Let's give God praise right now. Come on, let's give God praise right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. As Brother McKellar was preaching, we are living in those last days. And we see everything around us affected by the winds of this generation. The Bible says it, that we'll be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Everything that can be shaken shall be shaken. There are some that have watched whole institutions be shaken. We've watched the institution of marriage be completely rattled in these last days. But there's something that cannot be shaken, and that is the rock Christ Jesus. And if you have felt the, if you have felt the ground beneath your feet shift in these last days, then you need to understand it's time to get established upon the rock of ages that stands the test of time. Now, you can, there, everything around you, trees can be bowed over, houses can be knocked down, and, and, and rocks can even be torn apart. But the ground beneath your feet, I'm talking about the ground beneath your feet, is it shifting underneath your feet? Then you're like the foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And it's time to be built upon that rock, that solid rock. Somebody lift your hand to heaven right now. And let's receive the word of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's receive the word of the Lord this morning. There's somebody else right now who needs to come and say, God, I'm in the last days and I want to be ready for your soon return. Lord, I'm in the last days and I don't know what the future holds. And I need you, Jesus. Come on, that's it. Let the Spirit of the Lord move upon your heart right now. Come on, let the Spirit of the Lord move upon your heart right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, lift up your hands unto Him right now. Come on, that's it. Lift up your hands to Him right now. All across this building. Jesus, I need you, Lord. I'm so lost without you. I know. 